Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. I want you to be have in perspective what we're doing and where we're going. When I wrote these lessons, I was shocked when it took 12 weeks to get through season four. I was assuming it would be shorter than that. I wanted it to be shorter than that. I wanted us all to be able to get into marriage repair in a timely manner, very fast. This is a very messy workspace. We like to just throw messes all over the place. So when I meet people, it is almost always in the fall, season three, okay? The relationship is falling apart. The relationship is a mess. Everything's yucky, all right? And the most common hope is that we can get things back to the way they are, bring the life back into things, and to get things going again. It was quite a bit of time pondering what needed to be done to set the stage for what I now call a born-again marriage, where instead of duct-taping it and trying to just get it to work, we, we actually go back to the beginning and let it rebuild. Alma chapter five had a lot to do with that. I know you've been born in before, but have you been born again lately? And then as I carefully reviewed and studied on my own life and in the lives of my clients to rebuild a marriage, to have a marriage be born again, we just must do born again individuals. Most men and most women have fallen out of their preferred identity during, during the rough times of their marriage, women become different than they prefer to be. Men become different than what they prefer to be. So during season four is the process we go through to get back to our best selves before we attempt to move into season one. And then season one is the springtime where we plant a seed and we try to nurture it into a healthy relationship. Today's conversation is going to revolve around how many times that does not work and what we have to go through to become successful. And season two is when the relationship is prospering and producing fruit and is edifying until it falls apart again. And in healthy relationships, you will go through all four seasons on a regular basis in different ways. Okay. Next layer. Pers or I personal identity statement. Every week you should be learning more about who you want to be, who you prefer to be. You're going to see examples of yourself being not the way you want to be. Okay, most of us experience that at least once a week. Some of us once a day, some of us three times a day. 
and we have an opportunity to go, wow, that is not how I want to be. Let's add that to my identity statement and let's work on that one at some point. Okay. Then we introduce you to pioneer woman mode and man in the mountain mode where we get familiar and re-familiar with the rituals that help us get closer to the way we prefer to be. So you develop your systematic personal development system. We want that piece of machinery good and flowing before you work on a relationship. Think about your daughters again. We don't want them to have a boy in their life seriously messing them up before they have their own girl development system in place and strong. Last thing we need is some boy coming in and saying, I've got some really good ideas on how to help you become a better woman. Okay, swat those hands. Oh, no, you do not mess with my daughter's girl woman development system. Ladies, do not ask your husbands for their opinions on your woman development system. They are not qualified to teach you how to be a woman. Okay, please get that wisdom from someone smarter than your husband. All right, let's look at this comment in the chat. I am new, but it's still not seeing how the mission statement needs to change. Okay, sometimes your marital mission statement might be really dang good on its first draft. What we assume will happen is as you experience things, you'll see that something's off. Okay, here's a for instance. One woman might put in her marital mission statement, when it comes to psychological intimacy, I want my husband to listen to me share all of my thoughts and feelings for three hours straight without having to pass out. But then you revise it. I would like to be able to speak without thinking first and have it not offend the other person. I want to just be able to say things and say things and the other person interprets me correctly every time. Now, once you learn more about the way relationships actually function, you revise it. And now it might say something like, I'm going to become better and better at refining my thoughts and feelings before they come out of my mouth. So I actually say things that are accurate that the other person doesn't have to question or change their interpretation. Okay. So that's just one of the examples. So if you're not seeing, if you love your marital mission statement, then don't change it. If you really like the way it is, don't change it. Okay. All right. Good question on that one. Most of you have gotten to where you are in life because you have a decent strategy for personal development. Does anyone need any help with that? We use the DPAR. We reflect on our life, we discover new ways to improve, we make a plan, we try it, and then we do it all over again. When I'm doing one-on-one -on -one work with someone, the very first thing I do actually is have them take the 16 personalities test based on the Myers-Briggs that's online. And I don't have them take it as they were or as they have been. I have them take it and fill out all the questions based on the way they want to be or prefer to be. This gives me a good starting point of what type of identity the person wants. Then we start to flush things out from there. Like we start taking role models. Do you wanna be more like a stage, the person on the front of the stage or the person behind the scenes flipping the switches and pulling the ropes? So we start to just really, do you wanna be extroverted or introverted? So identity statements are not the kind of person you are. 
identity statements are the kind of person you want to be. Okay. And so there's other tools. There's lots of personality tests, color codes, things, et cetera. But remember, when you're doing this, you don't take it based on who you have been. You fill them out based on who you want to be. And then a lot of it's situational from there. Like when you have an interaction with your spouse and you get louder than you want to be and you do your reflection. So this is where the D part helps is you reflect and you say, I don't want to react like that. I want my identity to be a woman who maintains her composure and her dignity under difficult circumstances, especially when a boy is being dumb. So that's an identity statement. Okay. If you find yourself longing for some company and you say, hey, husband, do you want to go get an ice cream? And he says, no, why would I want to get ice cream with you? Okay. And then you fall apart and you crash in emotionally. You look at that and you go, all right. Is, did I, is that my identity? Do I want to be the kind of person who falls apart when a man doesn't want to go get ice cream with me? So then you have another chance to clarify your identity. Okay, so circumstances are the best way to clarify your identity. So you get a basic idea with some of these broader techniques. And then the way you use the D par for it is any action, any interaction that takes place, you reflect on it. And then you discover, interestingly, the discover part's a little bit hard. Like, how do I want to be in those circumstances? I've been studying Martin Luther King Jr. a little bit more, and he had a really tough choice to make early on. Is he going to be a violence-based revolutionary or a non-violence-based revolutionary? What is his identity going to be? He could have picked either one, but he chose to be a non-violent revolutionary person. That was his choice, while others chose violence. Which one's best? I don't know. The American Revolution, we used violence to fight against Britain. Was that the right choice? Okay, so your identity is clarified by circumstances, and we want you to be intentional and make choices about it and then strive to live up to it under difficult circumstances. Okay, so there are, there are many tools. DPAR is, I like it because once you know how to use it, it's very universal but we may need to walk through how to use it in more detail. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, 
articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40-lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you will find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.